You're listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. All right, my dear friends, welcome back to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. We are going to do a little segment on Hanukkah. Now, Hanukkah is a very interesting holiday because we see, like with, by the way, with all other mitzvahs, there's something unique about Hanukkah that we have a quality that is demanded, which is Shemen Zayas Zach. The oil should be pristine. The oil should be pure. What does that mean? What does that mean when we talk about something being pure? And what does that have to do with this holiday to begin with? We know, yeah, they found the, the, they found the one flask and that, la- that one flask lasted for eight days. And by the way, there's many, many questions about this, but the, one of the famous questions, famous, famous question by one of the early sages was that, I don't understand, the miracle wasn't eight days. The miracle was seven days because they had a flask for one day. So why are we celebrating eight days? It's a good question, right? They had a flask for one day. It lasted for eight. So how many days was the miracle? Seven. So we should have a seven-day festival. Why, is, why do we have an eight-day festival? There are literally hundreds of responses to this question. Hundreds. Hundreds of responses. I want to give you, share with you one, and then we'll continue to, to the original thought. The answer is like this, that even day one is a miracle. What you think is ordinary is also the miracle. You see, the fact that oil burns is also a miracle. And what Hanukkah is teaching us is that even the things you think are ordinary are extraordinary. We think, oh, this is just a regular coincidence. So this is a, just a regular thing that happens. That's also a miracle. The fact that oil burns is a miracle. Why does oil burn and water doesn't burn? What's different? Hashem decided that oil should burn and water shouldn't. But that is a, that's a miracle. You should, be, you should be able to throw gasoline at fire and it should, it should extinguish it. No. It makes the fire bigger. What we have in Hanukkah is the opportunity to stop and to give praise to Hashem. We spoke about this last week, that it's the holiday of Lahodos Alahalo. It's the holiday of giving praise and giving thanks to Hashem for all of the ordinary things. That if we stopped and gave thanks to every single gift that God gave us, it reminds me of a story. Many years ago, I've shared this story in the past, but many years ago, I had a student of mine. Uh, we met at an event, and we had a follow-up meeting, and we met. I remember exactly where we met on on, on uh, Westheimer at the Starbucks, and he pulls up over there with his brand-new Toyota Prius that was paid off, and uh, he lived in a home that was paid off. The mortgage was paid off just a few blocks away, and we start our conversation and he tells me about how miserable his life is. How miserable his life is. How terrible, you know, girls don't want to date me and this and that and nothing is going for me. And I'm, you know, they hear the whole kvetch, the whole kvetch. And I said to him, I, I don't understand something. I really don't understand. I said, look at you. Look like you're dressed well. Look like you're well-fed. Here you have your paid-off car outside. You have your paid-off home just a few blocks away. 
and you're complaining that life isn't good for you. So do you know what your problem is? It's not that you don't have things. It's not that you aren't succeeding in life. It's you're not grateful. You're not giving thanks. You're a taker. You're not a giver. Instead of giving thanks, you want more and more and more. And that's never going to fill you. You can never fill yourself up from external things, ever. You can only fill yourself up with gratitude, with internal things. I gave him an assignment. I told him, open up your nifty iPad. iPads were new then, okay? So it was an expensive device. I said, open up a notepad. And I want you to start writing down things that you're grateful for. Ten, right now. He couldn't come up with 10. I helped him. His parents, his siblings, his life, his oxygen, his hands, his fingers, everything that you're grateful for, I want you to list. And so he did. It started with 10, and then I told him, 10 we did together. I told him, now you have to go and do 50. And get to 50. And then, call me up. When you get to 50, call me. And he did. A few days later, he called me up and he reached 50. I said, your assignment is that every morning when you wake up, you stand in front of the mirror and you say, Hashem, thank you. Go through the list one item at a time and say thank you to Hashem for the gifts that he gives you. It was about six months later that I officiated his wedding And it was a couple of years later that I officiated his son's bris. And when I walked in for his son's bris, it was in his house, it was during COVID, so it was very limited and restricted. When I walked in, he held up his iPad. He says, and I have the list here. This is where it all started. This is where it all began. Hanukkah is a time for us to stop existing and to start living. The whole world we see around us is people who are existing, people who are looking for the next sale, who are looking for the next fad, who are looking for the next Instagram post, the next like, the next deal, the next business acquisition or sale. But what's about what's within? That's what Hanukkah is. Hanukkah, we take the light that's inside and we bring it out. Hanukkah is the time where we shine that light out to the world. And we realize that it's not me. It's Hashem who is providing me with all of this goodness. And if we can stop and enumerate, tonight we're going to light our sixth light. Sit in front of your menorah without interruptions, without noise, without anybody else there, and just start giving praise to Hashem for the gifts that you have. That's it. Hashem, in simple words, Hashem, I want to thank you for giving me life. Hashem, I want to thank you for giving me oxygen, air to breathe, 
and giving me a functioning body and go through those details. There are billions and billions and billions of things to thank for in our body. And Hashem, I want to thank you for my spouse and thank you for my parents and thank you for my children and thank you for my livelihood and thank you for the food I eat and thank you. Say, say it out. Speak it out. This is the holiday of Hanukkah is to not gloss over things, is to not allow for the ordinary to stay ordinary. It's to make the ordinary extraordinary and to sing the praise of Hashem to realize that the purity of this oil, the purity, what are we saying in the purity of the oil? We're saying quality over quantity. What we're saying is Hashem, you know, the, the laws of menorah, of lighting the menorah. What's if someone is poor? And they can't afford oil for all the additional days. They can only fo- afford one light. You know what the halacha says? Halacha says one light is sufficient as long as your heart is committed and dedicated. Hashem wants our heart more than the action. It's important to do the action. But Hashem wants our heart so much more than He wants our action. It's We mention this a lot in our classes, the parallel between our relationship with Hashem and our relationship with our spouse. So a heartless gift to your spouse, a heartless bouquet of flowers, doesn't nobody wants that? Here, here's your flowers, and throw the flowers. I got your flowers. What do you want? I prefer no flowers, but your heart. To say to Hashem, Hashem, what do you mean? I went to synagogue and I said thanks. Now, what do you want? It's like throwing the flowers. Hashem says, No, I don't want the words. I want the heart. Rachmana libabai, the Almighty wants our heart. Hashem wants the quality over the quantity. In the laws of prayer, we see the same exact thing. What if someone is new to prayer? Like I, I, They open up the prayer book and like, I, I have no idea what I'm looking at. I can read the English, but even then I don't understand half the words. Like What are, what are we saying? Open your heart. Hashem wants the quality. He doesn't want the quantity. The halacha says it's better to say fewer words with intention and focus than to say all the words without intention. You're going to say the entire prayer, read everything, and have no intention, no focus, no connection, versus say just a few words, but connect with them and speak it out from your heart. Hanukkah is not a day of numbers. Hanukkah is not a day of quantity. The virtue, the quality of Hanukkah is shemen zayizach, purity, wholesome, a perfect qualitative experience, not a quantity. It's not about how many lights you have. It's not about how big your menorah is. It's not about the bigger display. It's about the quality being able to connect on a higher level. 
and not allowing the glamour of the world and the, you know everything is bigger in Texas and it's like wow we're gonna have the biggest menorah and I'm gonna have the biggest. That's not what it's about. It's not what it's about. It's about privately connecting with Hashem and lahodos olahalo. Just listen to what we're saying here. And it's represented by the lights. Haneros halo. So after we recite the blessing, we light the candles. And then there's a little paragraph that we recite. Haneros halo, these lights that we kindle, that we're lighting. Alanisim, we're doing them for the miracles. Valaniflos, and the wonders. Valateshuos, and the salvations. Valamulchomos, and the battles. That you've done for our forefathers like you do in our days. In the times of Hanukkah, it was through the holy priests, the Kohanim, and all of these eight days of Hanukkah, these candles are holy. Why? Because they represent the thank you that we have for the Almighty. When we light those candles, we're saying, thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for every single virtuous thing we've experienced. Every miracle. I saw yesterday a segment that was sent to me about a soldier who was in battle in Gaza. And the most incredible thing, he says suddenly he realized that he was hit by a bullet. The bullet came in through his left neck and went out through his right neck. And you see on his vest that he was wearing, it tore through his vest. The, the strap that was over his shoulder he fell down and immediately he was taken by his uh, unit, flown to a hospital, emergency, and they didn't operate on him. They didn't operate on him. A few days later, he's walking around the hospital. They said he was not centimeters, millimeters away from his aortic valve. He went in and went out. They have nothing to operate. Nothing to operate. Unbelievable miracle. An unbelievable miracle that we're able to see with our own eyes. But how many miracles do we not see? How many miracles happen to us on a daily basis that we don't even know happened? We see an example of this in the Torah where Moshe is being told about the story of Bilam and Balak where they went on top of the mountain, they were overlooking the Jewish people, and the king, Balak, pays Bilam to curse the Jewish people. And they're having this whole altercation, everything else that's going on over there. I can't curse them, their God God doesn't give me permission to curse them, etc., etc. Moshe knew about it? Moshe knew nothing about it. So how does it end up in our Torah? It's, an, it's a fascinating story. But Moshe didn't even know about it until he's writing down the Torah and he's dictating what God says. He's writing it down. He says, whoa, whoa, when did that happen? I never knew that happened. 
We're having miracles that we don't even know about every single day. That's Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the time we take to acknowledge and recognize that there are miracles that we know about and the miracles that we don't know about and we'll never know about. Why? Because this world is filled with darkness. And what we're trying to do by lighting that menorah is we're trying to expel the darkness. And previously, in previous years, we talked about the obligation of every Jew to shine the light to the world. It's to remind us of our responsibility and our duty to bring our light to the world. Our Someone told me that they were considering maybe, maybe this year not to put their menorah by their front window because they don't want that. Anti-Semitism is on a rise in America. And then they're like, what? What? I'm going to hide my Judaism? I'm going to hide my pride? On the contrary, we have to shine it out to the world even stronger, not to hide it. In America, we've been, we've been trying to hide our Judaism. For over a century, we've been trying. In America, Jews have been trying to just like assimilate with the world. Nobody needs to know we're Jewish. My name is no more, no longer Goldstein. You could call me something else and change my name. Now nobody knows I'm Jewish. My name is McNeil. And nobody knows. And now we're just getting into the woodwork. We can't hide. Because Hashem has given us each a light that needs to shine out to the world. That's why we are a chosen people. Hashem has given us this obligation, this responsibility. Shine your light to the world with pride, with joy, with a sense of responsibility, with a sense of commitment and obligation. I'm not going to shy away from it. My dear friends, Hanukkah is a time to recognize that we are a quality experience focused people it's all about the quality do it do it right pray pray right you do a mitzvah do it right talk to Hashem talk with all your heart remove the barriers just like that oil needs to be squeaky clean pure pristine oil when we talk to the Almighty We need to be the purest. It's all about the quality, not about the quantity. Hashem should bless us all with the most magnificent Hanukkah ever. A Hanukkah that's filled with light. Light internal, light external, and light in the world. Where the light is pure. Where the light is pristine. And where the light shines for the entire world. Amen. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. A Torch production. Become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit torchpodcasts.com.